What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live-ish from Baltimore Comic Con, chatting with awesome artist, Caitlin Yarsky. Caitlin, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking time from your booth. Um, I do want to chat about your books, but I'm curious. You're actually the first interview we're doing here. What What is the con experience like for you as an artist? I assume people know from the fan perspective, but from the booth perspective, what goes into it? Um, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of, I mean, for you ask anybody who exhibits, um, no matter if they're artist alley or just retail, I mean, it's, it's a lot just to get here and get all your stuff here. Um, so it, it takes a lot out of you and, you know, you're doing, like I do commissions while I'm doing it. So it's, it's a, it's a lot, but it's also really great just to connect with people, especially because we, um, spend so much time alone drawing <laughs> that it's nice to like connect with people you know a few times a year and just you know uh reminisce and talk about the industry and meet with fans and it's just, it's a lovely experience it's nice uh well let's chat about the books then we i think we first became aware of your work through working with sean lewis yeah um loved coyotes loved, oh, loved bliss oh thanks. my god what what was it about that collaboration that worked for you in particular? Um, the thing about Sean is he is super trusting of his artists. So I was really spoiled working with him because <laughs> he would not have, I mean, and some people wouldn't consider this spoiled. Some people consider this more work. But for me, I'm a control freak. And I was like, oh, my God, you're going to let me do all this? <laughs> so he didn't have any, like, panel breakdowns or page breakdowns. It was oh just a God. script. Mm. Um, not even really character descriptions. So I kind of pretty much got to do whatever I wanted visually. Um, and, you know, I would run things past him. I'd be like, oh, can these mob people be lizard people? Is that okay? And he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, he gave me so much... Um, freedom and uh, it made me really feel like I had ownership over it and I could really kind of like explore my own style and everything like that so I I really miss that honestly it was a really great experience well one of the things that like is interesting hearing that because like sometimes there's so much freedom it's almost debilitating like oh Mm -hmm. god I could do anything you know some kind of guidelines help you know um, because uh, specifically Bliss was so tripped out and amazing like, was that hard to create that world just from the script? Or was you just like, um, oh, man, this is such a cool setup. I can just kind of go. Yeah, no, it wasn't that hard for me. I mean, it was, I mean, it was hard, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't like a frustrating hard, you know. It was, it was kind of, I just felt like I had um, the ability to make my own world and, and, you know, our world. It was his world, too. But, like, I, for example, the characters are all based on real people in Rochester. So I took all these guys that asked, you know, I asked around for people to volunteer to pose, and I did all these thumbnails of all the pages, and we acted the whole thing out. So I took pictures, and then I would have the pictures next to my monitor or whatever, you know, and then I would be drawing based on all these people. And so the consistency was easier because it was based on actual people. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it also, you know, I got to exaggerate people more, you know, so I I picked people who I thought were really really interesting looking. You know, the main guy is... um, He's great. He's so long. He's just like really skinny and long, and it was just so much fun to draw him. And, like, I did that with my... My friend Jackie Davis, she does a really amazing comic called Underpants and Overbites. Nice. Um, yeah, Love that it's name. great. It's great. Um, it's like a diary, like, you know, um, you know uh, autobiographical type of uh, webcomic. But she was the girl Mabel. She was the, the character Mabel. And um, she said, 
when she met everybody at my house, she was like, wait a second. Because she saw that everybody was kind of like, just exact, you know, just like everybody had really interesting features. And she was like, hey. (laughs) Wait, now you said Rochester. You don't mean Rochester, New York. I do. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm from Rochester. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. You said that. I was like, well, she can't mean the same Rochester. Yeah, no, I was I was born in New York, uh, raised on Long Island for the most part, and then I was in up, upstate, I was in Rochester for about 12 years. Oh, my God. So I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon now, but yeah. I'm, I have an important question for you. This comes up all the time on our show. What is your opinion on garbage plates? Oh, uh, they're really good drunk food, yeah. but otherwise uh, you might want to stay away from them, especially if you're watching your figure because it's like 3,000 calories a plate you know um, but it's it's a good thing to try and it's a good thing to do every once in a while it's a fun yeah. it's a fun thing to, yeah. Pete do you need to leave the interview now or are you upset no no I'm okay yeah it's, it's she speaks the truth I mean you can't like uh, you know have a garbage plate all the time and it, it's a great drunk food because it sobers you up really fast yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah, the winters are brutal, but the summers are beautiful. Oh, the summers are really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Love the Lilac Festival. Yeah, and um, Letchworth State Park. Oh, yeah. Really great. Yeah. I yeah. should also specify that we're about like 40% a comic book podcast, and the other 60% is Rochester travel I'm, podcast. Oh, I'm sorry great. that, you know, I <laughs> no, no, get to talk great, to somebody great. from I Rochester. It. It's, you know, I get it. I was there so long, I started adopting the accent. I was oh. like, Rochester. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that's that's actually really good impression. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I did want to ask you because you were talking about, uh, like, like we talked about with Bliss, you were using people from Rochester and mm-hmm. actual people, and, and you've exaggerated people. You've also done DC work where you're doing like Superman and Wonder Woman. So, what are the challenges there when you're taking these characters that have been so well established over the course of decades? Yeah, you know, I don't think I've quite found my stride with DC. I feel like I've, um, I'm learning with DC because it's a whole different experience. Um, but I, I kind of, if I get more work from them, I wanted to push my style more in the bliss direction. Um, I think I was afraid to do that. So I've been a little bit more reserved in terms of like exaggerating things or making a more, you know, stylized kind of thing because I just, you know, I want to make sure that it's still feels like part of the DC universe, right. but yeah. I do kind of regret that. I kind of feel like I should push it more next time. So, Is there, is there a character, a DC character that you feel like you can push it more on? Like is Superman one that feels a little more set than Wonder Woman or vice versa? Um, yeah, I feel like Wonder Woman has a little bit more give, a little mm-hmm. bit more leeway. Um, I just feel like Superman is like so iconic. I mean, they're both really iconic, but something about Superman, I mean, I, I would be so intimidated. I did a, a short Superman story and it was really fun, but I did, he wasn't in it, so I didn't have the, <laughs> the pressure of that. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, let's talk about Black Hammer Reborn. Black yes. Hammer is one of our favorite superhero universes. We loved that series. Uh, Jeff is amazing. Incredible. Uh, I mean, what was it like working with him given that he has established this over so long, that said, in Black Hammer Reborn, there's so much more going on and so yeah. much of the universe that expa- is right, expanding. Right, right. The whole multiverse thing just, yeah. like, opens things up so much. Um, no, I mean, he was really easy to work with, um, really easygoing, and uh, kind of gave me a lot of, again, a lot of freedom in terms of, you know, characters' descriptions that, you know, like, new people that were coming up and everything, and so, um, or, like, different versions of Colonel Weird. There was no, like, you know, nitpicking on, on that. He kind of just let me go go nuts, so that was really fun. Yeah. 
Uh, and you're doing an issue of Swan Songs coming up, right? I do, yeah. Swan Songs number four is, is my issue. What can you tell us about that? Because we we love W, Maxwell Prince's stuff. We've mm-hmm. been loving slash been gutted by Swan Songs. Is yes. there anything you can tease about the issue? Yeah, if you're a fan of Mad Libs, uh, it's, it's got a lot of that going on. It's kind of a... Uh, it's a totally different. I've never seen it in comics before, so it's Ooh. it's pretty unique. Um, cool. But yeah, I'll, I'll say that if, it, you can see a few pages of previews um, that he posted, and I have I've reposted on Instagram, so it's it's there. Um, but yeah, it's it's great character development, especially for such a short you know uh, few scenes. Um, it's it's really fun. What is it like working on that sort of material? Because that book, for people who don't know, who are listening, it's all about endings. It's all about there's an apocalypse issue. There's a, like, Garden of Eden issue that gets very dark. So when you're drawing in that headspace, does that put you in a different place, potentially? Um, yeah, it's, again, it's like, it, you know, it's it's like when you're not working on an established universe already, you, you, you get to really you know, imagine what you think the characters would be like or look like, and you can kind of play with the style more. So it, it is it is more, it is less pressure and it is more um, engaging for me, definitely, yeah. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to ask you, I saw you chatting online talking about creator-owned work. Is that something that you're exploring? Is that something that you're going to be doing? Yes. Uh, this is a bit early, but I, I'll, uh, I'll just tease. I am doing a... Um, creator-owned miniseries for Dark Horse. Um, it's going to be four issues. It's going to be written and drawn by me. Um, letters by Clayton Coles. Um, so I don't even have anything to... I think that's all I got for you so far. Okay. So it's going to be a while before it comes I'm, out. I'm sold already. <laughs> One thing I wanted to kind of know, uh, I'm always curious about people who work on comics. Like, What's your favorite thing when you get a new project? Is it the back and forth of the writer to kind of create characters? Is it seeing like where it started to where it uh, kind of goes uh, uh, when the comic comes out? Like what is what, what kind of really lights your fire when you're starting a new project? Um, I love character design okay. and I love um, emoting. So I love drawing faces and I love drawing expressions and I love, it's almost like acting but you're kind of behind the screen. Oh, wow. um, so that's my favorite part is, is just is trying to get the the, the, the vibe and the mood down. Right. So when you're writing it yourself then, are you just kind of writing through the script to be like, come on, I want to get to the faces, I want to draw that? Or <laughs> are you enjoying that part of the process No, too? no, I mean, it's, it's more, that's more just like the drawing part. I'm just excited about um, trying, to get, trying to get the feeling across um, in a scene. But uh, as far as the writing process, I'll have to let you know because I've only done <laughs> one short thing for Buffy the Vampire Slayer in 2020. Oh, wow. um, that was my first time writing, and uh, this will be my second time writing. <laughs> so the uh, process hasn't really been established yet. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Caitlin, what do you want to plug if, we, if this does go up or people listen to this while we're out here in Baltimore? What's your booth? Where should they check you out? Oh, yeah. I'm at booth uh, 118. Um, if you want to follow me, I just quit Twitter, so that's not helpful. Uh, uh, Instagram, Congrats. you can. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, once they once they said that um, this is like a little bit of a PSA, but they said something about how all the imagery that you post mm-hmm. and everything is going to be theirs to you know modify and copy and, and like um, the AI can take it and do whatever they want with it. Yeah, so just be careful, everybody who's like making stuff. Yeah. 
Um, that's why I left. So I'm on Instagram, uh, just Caitlin Yarsky is my handle. And uh, I have a website and everything. Um, I would plug the dark, dark Horse thing, but I'll just plug the Swan Songs. Um, okay. But keep an eye out for the Dark Horse thing for Will hopefully do. the spring or something. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Caitlin, congratulations on everything. I can't wait to read the creator-owned series. Can't wait to check out everything else. Oh, thanks so much. This was a blast. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comic books or whatever you want to talk about. Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter slash X, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok or Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And if you're in Baltimore, come check us out at Booth A23. That blows your mind.